Hey everybody, welcome to the Starting a Successful Counseling Practice Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Miss Sarah and getting to share and highlight her journey of moving into private practice. Sarah, do you want to introduce everybody and tell them your name, your location, and your specialty? Sure. Um, so my name is Sarah Stanisai. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and the owner of Prospect Therapy. We're an LGBTQ plus affirming group practice now hey, in Long Beach, California. Um, we do specialize in working with the trans communities, a lot of perfectionism and high functioning anxiety for professionals. Um, and I personally love working with queer couples. Um, so that's who we serve and we're based out of Long Beach. Awesome. And what's your website address for people that want to check it out? We are at www.prospecttherapy.com. Um, that's also our Instagram handle. And you can also find us on Facebook. Fantastic. And you can add me on Facebook because I love adding people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on there all the, all the time. I'm there too much. It's fine. And then in one minute or less, what was your reasoning for becoming a therapist in the first place? Uh, I think my reasoning, it changes every time people ask me this, but it had to do a lot with solving problems and particularly getting things out of people's way that really weren't serving them and kind of felt unnecessary. Um, I feel like the standard answer is because I wanted to help people, which is also true, but I just really like the problem solving aspect of therapy. Awesome. And what was the turning point when you decided to go into private practice? When did your private practice dream start? Um, they really, they sort of vaguely started. Um, I don't really know how to answer that because I actually thought I wanted to do agency work for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think my private practice dream started until I realized that it was even a possibility, which sounds kind of silly, but it didn't really feel like a possibility for a long time because the model that we are trained in and work in for so long is just work your way up some sort of ladder. Um, and so when the thought occurred to me, when I saw some of my colleagues and friends and people that I respected were doing it, for a long time, I was like, oh, well, there's no way. But I think once I started seeing that it was possible, I considered it and then just started working my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so, um, so much more normal than you realize mm -hmm. that I, I know I went into grad school with the idea of private practice. And then grad school, I say it beat it out of me. Like yeah. by the time you're out, you're like, oh no, like this is, this is how it works. You're just going to go in this route. This is what I'm trained for. So, so normal. They kind of ask you to just like keep your head down until you hit some next milestone. Um, and they'll just keep putting milestones in front of you, but you can also just do that for yourself. Exactly, exactly. And um, when did you actually, like what year did you open your private practice? Uh, January 8th, 2018. 2018. And what was that first few months of private practice like? It was pretty chaotic, very work really hard, get overwhelmed, and then like stop working on it. Stare at my phone and wait for it to ring. <laughs> um, I 
have always said that I was really ready to work really hard, but it was just kind of all over the place. And the more you go down these internet rabbit holes of YouTube videos, and then you read these articles, and then you see what other people are doing. And every time I thought I had a handle on it, there was like 10 more things that I like needed to do to be successful. And I was just very overwhelmed. Um, so yeah, that's why I say it was pretty chaotic, but um, it was also nice, like getting my first clients and like feeling like, oh, okay, I can do this. And that's really what kept me motivated. That's what would get me to like pick up my laptop again and be like, okay, I want more of this. So let me keep working on it. Every time you sat with someone in the room face to face and you left, they left and you thought, oh, this is why I'm doing all of this. Yeah, I didn't know it could be like this. This was awesome. Um, mm. And so all of that was just that positive reinforcement to keep going. Did you find that there was um, a shift clinically when you moved from agency work into private practice? Yeah, by the time I had started my practice, I actually hadn't been doing a ton of clinical work. Um, I had gotten what up until then I thought was my dream job as a director at a large agency. And so I was supervising a lot of people. Um, but getting back into therapy was a shift. And that's kind of why I started was like, I had done that for long enough where like, it made me actually miss clinical work for a mm. while. Um, so in some ways it felt like I was not starting from scratch, like skills wise or understanding therapy wise, but um, now that I could see who I wanted to see and really speak to those people, it really, I remember telling people like, oh, I didn't know therapy could be like this. This is so nice. <laughs> like this is what I actually thought I would be doing when they put you in like your practicum 101 placements and you're like, like do these treatment plans and just use eight sessions and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then I started, it, it was a shift for learning like what therapy actually could be. Mm, it sounds like it was inspiring shift. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it, yeah. Awesome. And then um, you are a boot camper. Yep. How did that happen? You started in January and then you joined boot camp in March. Mm -hmm. what, what, what was the reasoning at that point? Um, I found boot camp in my <laughs> frequent, often Google searches for how to start a private practice. And I had seen some of the free materials and I just really, um, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember putting some of that stuff into practice and I liked how organized and straightforward it was. Mm -hmm. And so the investment was kind of scary for somebody who like had a very small, just newly starting practice. But I honestly think one of the, I think I got lucky by starting boot camp very close to when I started my practice because I didn't have a lot of um, bad habits and like I didn't have to go back and redo things I could really just start it well and more organized from the beginning um, and so it was a little bit of a leap of faith but um, I also had the privilege of you know I was still working full-time and I knew that if I wanted to start it I could just take the time and start it in a meaningful way rather than feeling really desperate or like urgent or like, well, whatever, I just have to make this work. I could be very deliberate about it. Mm -hmm. Did that answer your question? It, it did, <laughs> it did. And then you mentioned that it was one of those 
pieces where you're working a full-time gig, right? And you're kind of building up your practice. What was that transition like in terms of finding and building and finding that tipping point of leaving your, your full-time position? Um, I ended up giving my notice, I think, in maybe August or September. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit my first five-figure month. Like, I don't know if it was the month I gave notice or the month right after, but I just, I saw a huge change once I had like, you know, that was what, four, five months after implementing all of the things that I learned at boot camp. Um, and somehow I just, the changes that I was seeing in my business and my practice, I knew that it was going to happen. So either it happened at the same time or right afterward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my job at the time, bless them, they were very nice. Um, but I did end up staying sort of part-time for a little bit longer after that. But um, it was a, I thought it was pretty quick going from working full-time to just working on my own. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of people feel like it's really hard to make that transition. What gave you the confidence to, to, to make that jumping off point? Cause I, I know that's a sticky point for a lot of people of like, yeah. Oh, what if, what if this is just a fluke, even that my business is growing so quickly? Like, what if all of this goes away? You know, like there's a lot of fear that comes up. How did you work through that? And have the confidence to, to make the leap. Yeah. Um, logistically, I'll just say like, it does help to have a partner who can support you and it does help to have had a full-time job and it helped that all the revenue that my business was generating, I was able to save it just to mm. give me that cushion. Um, yeah. And so I often tell people, just make sure you have a cushion that can cover your expenses for a few months just to ease that stress it will still be stressful. Um, but aside from the logistics, uh, I think the changes that I was seeing wasn't just on a one-on-one, like a one-off basis, or like I got lucky with this thing. It was more so like the things that I was implementing were working. Um, and so I knew like, it's a little bit of a gut feeling, but I don't really super operate that way like I need to see it in writing and so the thing like I would track the number of calls I was getting or I was tracking how long I was keeping people or and so I knew that even if there was a slow period that it was temporary you were doing all the stuff we teach you in boot camp right to like look at your numbers and look at your analytics like I love that Mm -hmm. I know you I I know that you probably take it for granted but a lot of the people listening they haven't done that. They haven't looked to see what's the average, like somebody stays for six months or three months or what does that look like? So they can figure out how many clients they need per year. And I think that's, that's really powerful. All the things that you put into practice because there's the information, whether you get it online or in bootcamp or whatever, but it's the implementation and yeah. like actually doing the things, not just being like, well, that's something I could do, but actually going through the process and going step by step through that, right? Yeah, and, and, and not doing everything, knowing like these are the things I'm going to focus on and then spending all my time and energy doing that. There was one other thing I was going to say, which was I knew for me personally, 
I know I just said I don't just operate from a gut level, but I do a little bit. But um, I knew that once that safety net was gone, that's why I think it was either right when I quit or right after I quit that I my mind was like, there is no other option. Like we just need to make this happen. And so, if you know that about yourself, that's what that's how you can decide. Like, okay, well if I don't have any other option, this is just gonna have to work. Ah, oh, I love it. And how about your spouse? You mentioned mm -hmm. that you're married. Mm -hmm. um, what did they think about this? Were they supportive? Was it scary for them? How did you guys work through that as a couple? Uh, my husband is a entrepreneur himself and wears many hats and has his own company and also supports other startups in downtown Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> not as a hobby, but that's his volunteer work also. So he was very excited and he was asking me about my cost of customer acquisition. And he was like, what's your value proposition? And then when I was bringing up things from bootcamp, he was like, oh, that's exactly what you should be doing. He knows nothing or very little about therapy itself. So he was like, <laughs> I can't help you with the like listening part, but I can ask you questions about your business. Um, so he was really, really supportive. And it was fun to kind of have that in-house. Um, and he's just been really proud and just, yeah, he's really supportive. And I, I love like sharing those metrics and things with him because that's, that's the one way that we can connect over this because he's not, he would be a terrible therapist. <laughs> that's okay, right? Yeah. Everyone has their There's team. only room for one of us. It's fine. That's good. And then um, you mentioned that you now moving into group practice. So tell us about what your practice looks like today. You started in January of 2018, you started from scratch, mm -hmm. right? Joined boot camp in March and mm -hmm. summer, October, September, you had your first 5K month. What's it look like today? It is, oh God bless it, it's February of 2020. Mm -hmm. What does life look like? Um. Well, one thing, it's kind of awesome that I'm doing this interview because I remember watching these interviews and that was one of the things that tipped me into doing boot camp because I had seen some of the therapists that you had interviewed and I was like, oh my God, that person did boot camp and that person. And there were all these awesome people who had these practices that I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do that. And so it's kind of awesome and like a full circle moment that I get to do this interview um but right now uh we just moved into uh, a really beautiful new office space so i'm no longer subletting locations around town um uh, so we have three offices here it's myself and two associates um and we're open six days a week um i'm my caseload is full but i will I still keep taking couples, but I'm like, oh, this is such a cool couple. I want to work with them. But I have much more flexibility about who I take and who I don't. Um, and my employees are really, I mean, it's really nice that I feel so lucky that they want to work with me. Um, and they also feel really lucky. They're pre-licensed and they're like, this is amazing that I get to build the practice that I want mm. straight out of school or not straight out of school, but yeah, this early in my career and um, that we all get to kind of see who we want. So it's really awesome. And I'm just really, I'm trying to hold my horses about <laughs> over expanding too quickly, but it's, I'm really, really hopeful and confident about the future. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm assuming you went back to that great 
dashboard business plan calculator when you expand it into the group to calculate out how much to, to pay your employees and all of that. Yeah, how to pay them, how they can set their fees and give themselves, like I can give them some flexibility there so they have more ownership over their work, um, how many they need to see, like how much rent I can afford, like all, all, that, all of that. I love it, I love it, I love it. What advice would you have to other therapists who are in a position like you were, they're working a full-time gig, maybe they're trying to start that side project of starting a private practice and they're trying to decide like is this really possible like can I really do this um I would say <laughs> this is not me throwing shade but I would say get your own therapy because mm. starting a business will it's kind of like if you've ever planned a wedding where like every random like deep-seated feeling that you have and that the people around you have will come up and they will say and suddenly you'll be like why do you care this much about napkin colors like why does this represent a thing thing happens when you're starting a business where suddenly what is how do I represent myself what is my fee gonna be um who do I want to serve what kind of business do I want and there's a lot of deep-seated stuff that if you don't work through, you're going to make your decisions based on kind of like old thinking. Um, mm-hmm. And so that will happen whether you get your own therapy or not. So I always, therapists love to recommend therapy, but it was very helpful for me. Um, but when you're processing that, it'll help you turn inward and help you decide like what's important to you and what's valuable to you rather than what is it going to look like or what is this person doing or what will people think um, mm-hmm. none of that is as important as like what do I actually want to do um, yeah. the other thing I always tell people is uh, one of the first things in boot camp where you ask us to write our perfect day mm-hmm. I've tell, I tell this story a lot but I say like write down your perfect day and then turn the paper over and stop bullshitting yourself and then write your real perfect day <laughs> with all the stuff where you're like there's no way I could possibly do this let's just throw everything. Why not? Let's just go nuts. Let's just like write everything that we want because that happened in December. That happened like uh, the same year that I started boot camp. Like I woke up around my birthday and I was like, oh wait, even the stuff that I didn't think would happen is happening. So um, really get clear on a vision and it's okay if it changes, but just write it down or get very clear on it and work toward it because there's no way that it won't happen. I love that. I love it. I love, I love it. <laughs> and um, what for people that are kind of on the fence, they're watching this not just to be inspired, but they're trying to figure out like, should I do boot camp? Is that even helpful? What's your advice to people who ask you about that? Um, people often ask me about it. I always tell them that what I liked about boot camp was that it seemed to include everything that a lot of the other programs were offering. So it was very comprehensive. Um, it does not do the work for you. Bummer. <laughs> I it is one that does the work for you, which might at first seem off-putting, but what's nice about that is you get to personalize it. And, you know, there's been, I don't know how many people have come through boot camp, and every one of us has a very different business and a different practice and is incorporating all kinds of random like personal things that are important to them and so 
it's nice that it doesn't turn, you know, you're not a cookie cutter therapist and you're going to turn into some kind of weird vanilla zombie yeah. camper person. <laughs> um, uh, but I tell people it paid for itself like 10 times. Mm, that's awesome. <sighs> Is there anything else that you want to share with people that are out there listening to this podcast? Any other bits of inspiration or advice that you want to give? Um, you know, it's not super easy and it's not all happiness and roses. And part of that emotional roller coaster of starting a business is the fear and apprehension and making mistakes and running into problems. Um, I did come into this with a lot of privileges and a lot of benefits kind of in my back pocket. Um, so I don't want to like sugarcoat it or just say, well, I did it so you can too. But um, I think uh, at its core, like any kind of business, it just takes a lot of um, risk and courage and working really, really hard and being really clear and deliberate about what you're doing. And so any kind of practice that you want to build, you can do it. What I like about bootcamp is that um, it like all of my energy and work that I wanted to do was kind of like a big tidal wave. It was like a big ocean of water and boot camp really like funneled things into like different pockets so that the work I was doing was really useful and effective rather than just mm. kind of spinning my wheels and hoping something would stick. Right. <laughs> Cause there, I think that's the, the piece is so different than when I was starting a private practice God bless it now, like 12 years ago, that there was just a little bit of information online. And so like anything you're like, okay, let me do it. Now there's so much out there that if yeah. you went out and tried to do everything, you would burn out before you even got your first yeah. client. Like you'd yeah. just be stuck in this thing of like branding and Facebook pages and Instagram and Pinterest and all the mm -hmm. things, you know, oh, I should start a podcast. Well, no, no, no. I should have a vlog or I should have a YouTube channel. And you're like, ah, well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I'm so excited to just see and hear all the progress that you've made and the way that you're not just, haven't just changed your life, but you've changed the lives of the clients you're working, working with, as well as your employees in your group practice and how you're changing what their career trajectory um, is looking like. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um happy again I'm happy that I got to do this interview yes so check out Sarah over in Laguna Long Beach wait a minute I just did, I was like wait Long Beach California if you know of couples that um, are um, LGBTQ plus all those fun things as their specialty and check them out I already forgot it's um prospecttherapy.com there you go. I was like, prospect theater, but it's prospect therapy. Okay. I say it probably 20 times a day. It's fine. <laughs> Prospecttherapy.com and go after your dreams, guys, and get some therapy before you start a business or yeah. while you're starting a business. <laughs> we believe in therapy.